Hello and welcome back to Weeknight Hero. As always, I'm your GM, Evan. Caesar. I'm the wildcard Caesar. And we'll be continuing the Wonder City Watchmen solo series. Now, Caesar, can you tell me what, if anything, you remember from the previous episodes? Okay, go ahead. Right. I was working for Outcast Light, L-I-T-E, or Diet Outcast. Uh, and then I defeated, embarrassed, and broke the will of a gang maestro by the name of Hercules. Now we are reinvesting money into the community and making it a much better place. All right, Caesar, so you got it. Um, we stopped the Mercury Street Kings, and then you theoretically became aligned with the gang. Um, and so now you have done one more thing to make Wonder City a better place by removing one of its biggest gangs. So this next adventure is going to be called Night of the Hanya. Caesar, do you know what a Hanya is? You know, not to sound ignorant, but I'm going to guess that it might be something Japanese. Yes, you're, you are correct there, Caesar. So let's set the scene. So you are, we'll say you're hired to investigate a missing person. And so you followed up on all your leads, and so you are brought to this motel, and you're going to be headed to the back of the motel. Uh, which I don't know why they have all those things. Um, I feel like it's just the place where crime goes down. And so while there, you end up finding this this gentleman you were looking for. And Caesar, I know you like to give him names. What do you think this guy's name was? Richard Pygmy. Okay, so Rich, did you say Richard Pygmy? Mm-hmm. All right, so Richard Pygmy um, went missing a couple of days ago, and now it is noted he is a frequent user of recreational drugs and while there you find him and you find him now deceased uh of an unknown cause caesar so what we need to do no it's not it's not an unknown cause i mean i'm i'm gonna definitely investigate but unfortunately the first thing to jump to is a bad batch or an overdose yeah, so we'll, okay, then we'll we'll reposition it and redirect it. So right now we're looking for whether it is not a, whether it is a bad batch or an overdose. Got it. So in order to do that, you're going to need to roll an investigation test. We're going to go right up. We're going to start right off, right off the bat with an investigation test. You're here to gather the evidence. So you make an error in collecting the evidence and so we'll say it's as a result of you know it's been raining over the last couple of days he's been back here for a while and people have gone through the the guy's pockets they ran his pockets they did they ran his pockets to see if he had anything and then they bounced and it's you know typical sun district behavior um so while there you're like god they yeah they took everything off of him so they're like no cash no paraphernalia no nothing so this is going to be harder than i thought still there right what i'd be shocked if his gold fillings were still there oh no those are gone too (laughs) they took those quick so with rather damaged or incomplete evidence it's going to make the next check a little bit harder by introducing a penalty so we're going to have to take that and we're going to take this to your crime lab which I feel, look, I really want to make use of my unique abilities. And obviously, like, uh, I believe when you say investigation, it probably included my supervision, like my ability to look after children. Mm-hmm. But I also 
would like to try to use my ability to talk to shit that's inanimate. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can just get a check on that to see if maybe I was able to ask the wall or the floor that he was found next to or on, it could be that he wasn't killed here, but that's still a clue. All right, let's take a look here. So I'm going to roll, and I'll say, given this penalty and the fact that it's been a couple of days, it's a little bit more difficult to find something. So you roll a nine. Ooh, that's not good at all. And, yeah, let's go off of what your persuasion is. Because for this one, I'd say it's about a a 20. Wow. That is rough. Plus your six, seven, it's 15, so... Uh, so we did fail on that part. So you go and you talk to him and you're like, hey, Wall, what do you know about this guy's death? And it's just like, I don't know, he's just been here. As far as I can remember, he's always been here. Because as you recall, their pseudo-personas have... It's just going to be super difficult. Okay. Yeah, no, there's, well, he's a wall, of course. He's a brick wall. So it's it's difficult to get through to him. But no, also they have momentary kind of personalities or these pseudo-personalities, so it's not like you'd be able to really tell anyways. They live moment to moment, these are these objects. I just, I love the idea that like I try to negotiate, but like, look, I can get people to stop pissing on you if you can just give me more information. And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to stonewall you. He's like, I actually like the smell. Yeah, so we're going to have to go through with your incomplete evidence. Okay. So we're going to take anything off of him. So let's say you get like a cheek swab. So cheek swab, I guess to confirm the the identity DNA. I I don't know if he's in his roughest shape, he might not even match the picture yeah. I've given. You you uh, get pictures of his. Uh, there's track marks. Yep. And so you're gonna collect all these things, and you're gonna take a look at the way that the body died, basically. And so we're gonna compile all this, and we're gonna make another investigation check. Sure. So let's see if you can do that one with the penalty. Okay, you rolled a fourteen. So 14 plus your 11, that is more than enough to succeed. So you take all that stuff and you're like, all right, so I wasn't able to gather a lot of evidence, but there's always evidence on a body of, you know, the crime that took place here. And you're like from the track marks, intravenous drug use that narrows some things down, right? So just from my own brain, what I would do is obviously, so... What you want to take, obviously, from a body, not only to confirm the identity, so cheek swab, sample of hair, scrapings from underneath fingernails, and then pictures of any uh, anything, any distinctive marks, tattoos, scars, anything that could automatically identify him to the family. Obviously, the primo thing would be to take a vial of blood. And we take all that back, and depending on the drug he's taken... We can look for it in the blood. If it metabolizes to the blood, blood, then it narrows it down. If we check his hair, depending on how long he's been taking it, we can find it in his hair as well. And that also tells us how long he's been on the actual drug. And then the rest of it would be, let's say, under his fingernails would be if there was any signs of a struggle, maybe epithelials or any kind of uh, skin from the person that it was attacking. And then cheek swabs could give us whether or not... Uh, I guess other health issues that he may have been uh, facing. Okay, so so yes, you've got a number of those things. I'm glad you said that. So so with that, we're able to take that clear. So he wasn't attacked or anything. He died of an overdose, right? Yep. And it was as a result of 
uh, numerous chemicals that were in, you know, whatever he was taking. And so this particular situation, we'll say that it's something like heroin. Okay. Um, and so they were able to detect that, you know, immediately off of the blood and all that. So you're like, oh, okay, so it's not just heroin. Let's say it's fen-fen. I was and just going to say it had to be a combination of heroin and fentanyl, which sounds like the worst things to mix. Yeah. Well, it's the scary part about just getting dr- some drugs from a random dude is you, you don't know what they cut it with. Well, I mean, that's without, – without going to – I don't want to give anybody a how-to, but when you have a good contact – if you can trust, that's, I mean, that's that's more valuable than finding somebody that can sell to you because if you can trust somebody, they're not going to, anybody that wants a repeat customer is not going to give you the worst shit that'll kill you. But anybody that doesn't give a damn will give you whatever they have in their back pocket. Yeah. So, so from what we've gathered here, obviously, is we'll say that this is your degree of success gets added to this and you're like, oh yeah, this isn't his regular dealer, clearly. Right. Also, he's not from the Sun District. He's from like the um, the Mesa one, the Mesa District. And you're like, yeah, normally he's not he's not in this side of town. He's not on a binge. Um, so he had to have gotten this from a different dealer after if he's gone missing for a little while. Well, I was going to say, just to hypothesize, um, the hair would tell me how long he's been using. So if he's been like, I don't want to say because re- nobody's a recreational heroin user, yeah. but. If he's been able to, like, let's say, hold his life together. So, if it's okay, can I get a little bit more background? Just who asked me to find him? A wife? It was his. It was his family. Okay. So, let's say he was married. Let's say. So, if he's married, keeping that a secret is really difficult. So, that means he had to have held down a job in addition to being a heroin addict, which is not impossible, but really difficult. That means that he's been doing this for a long time. The heroin tell me how long he's been doing it. Also, that means that... He didn't probably stray that far from home. He had a dealer there. So that confirms my fact that he came here because he couldn't get somebody in Mesa. Yeah. I, I would start looking in Mesa to figure out who he bought from and to figure out why he came here to buy. Ooh, yeah, that's an excellent point, Caesar. So let's let's put it this way. Let's say they've um, both of them were recovering at the time. Okay. Um, he relapsed. And so he, rather than like basically... You know, she can. She knows all the signs and she knows all the tells. He just bounced. Okay. Right, and then also along. So there, it's there's a multifaceted part of this basically, but let's say that like that that was essentially the inciting incident for your story, mm-hmm. is that you find this guy and his bad stuff and you're like, okay, um, who, why couldn't he go back to his regular dealer in Mesa, the Mesa district? So we're actually we're gonna take a look at that. So. Let's move on to the next scene. And now let's say that you're intrigued most appropriately because, you know, you're here to clean up the streets of Wonder City. So things like this are of particular interest to you because it's like, who the fuck is cutting these really, really dangerous drugs and just selling them to people on the street? Well, again, it's it's I'm of I'm of interest because obviously it's important to solve the mystery and to give my client their their money's worth but it looks really bad when an out-of-towner and again i use that term out-of-towner because he's not from the area dies like it brings a lot of heat Mm -hmm. and if we're trying to improve the area i have to basically sort out this bad apple because i'm not gonna lie to you i probably am allowing drug dealing like in this area i just the rule is you don't sell to your neighbors so this guy still met the qualifications might be somebody i know 
but I can't have him selling this to people and dying. Yeah, well, I, f- I feel like this is kind of that dangerous area where it's just like this isn't like we took a step up from like counting cards to being like human trafficking. And it's just like, holy fuck. Well, I mean, when you're moving weight, obviously, you're, you're going to more than likely like, again, what's the what is the whole trick where we know that special magic to turn one kilo into three? Like, yeah. How did you do that, though? Like, that's a real concern. Yeah, so I I feel like more than anything from a, like, justice standpoint, this should interest you, Caesar. So we're going to take this particular information that you got, and we're going to make it a circumstantial bonus to using your contacts to find somebody. So let's take a look at that. Okay, so, oh, you rolled a 20, Caesar. That's what I'm talking about. So the 20 plus your 11 plus your 5. So this would have been a 10 check, so we've, like, immensely exceeded it. So we get the absolutely secret information. So you start working the area. So with this particular knowledge, I would say this opens the door because now we know what kind of question we're looking for. So we start going through the dealers. And so you're like, you know this guy? You know this guy? You know this guy? Till you find a guy and so you can tell in his eyes that he knows him. And then you're like, ah, motherfucker, you come back here, right? Can I tell you the thing that I like the most about what we've been able to accomplish so far is that I feel like the degree of success is that I know I didn't have to beat anybody up to get this information. Like people were just honest with me. Like that's how successful I was. And it could be like they were afraid of me, but it also could be, oh yeah, we really don't want that kind of heat. Yeah, I would say that you've completely disarmed them. So you're just like, all right, so we'll go to this guy, the kind of dealer that would be in this area. And so you just catch him like outside of his house. That's that's amazing. And I so you're like. Get into his Buick. Yeah, so you're like, you know about that guy you sold it to, basically? And so the, the fen-fen heroin mix, and he's just like, no. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you do, motherfucker. It's, you know, that guy with the black hair? And he's just like, okay. And maybe, maybe he even sees the shotgun with you. And so he's just like, yeah, I know you by your reputation, Caesar or Palumba. And so he's just like, all right, so here's the deal. It's... N- he... We can't sell to him anymore, basically. There's there's an order from our the person that we get all of our drugs from that we can't sell to him anymore because he's been late. Every time he's been late, right? And so they're just like, all right, we got a new guy in town, and the distributor's orders have changed, so we're getting real fickle with who we sell to. So that he's basically like, sorry that he died, but, you know, business is business. So I'll even introduce a, a Game Master Fiat slash complication here, Caesar. So his flippant display of, like, not giving a fuck about this guy. And he's just like, well, that's what you get for being shitty. Uh, how do you respond to something like this? Well, I need more clarification. So when you say can't sell anymore, I, I just want to make sure I understand. So you got orders from the top to not sell to this, like, uh, his name was, was Dick. You, you got orders not to sell to Richard Pigney. That was yeah. his name. Use his name. He's not just the guy with black hair. Yeah. You got orders not to sell to Richard. That's what you said. Yes? Yes. When you tell this to the, this guy, he's basically, he's, he says, all right, go ahead. You're going to end up dead by, you know, three days anyways. This isn't the kind of person you want to fuck with, is what he tells you. He's just like, yeah, this, biz- this business has stepped up. A whole new level, and he's like, they're going to even fuck you up. So don't touch me. This business has stepped up because I made that possible. I'm the reason 
that you're able to sell. I'm the reason that the cops don't come here. And I'm ultimately going to be the reason that you can't walk. Okay, well, we'll have him sort of flippantly be like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and make a call. So let's let's have him go inside of the house and now be like... He, he's not going inside by himself. That's for goddamn sure. I will follow him inside and be like, let me sit on your shitty-ass couch and you pick up your stupid-ass Motorola phone with a flip on it and you can call up your boss or some punk-ass enforcer or whoever the hell you think is going to be able to stop me because I got some questions for them. And guess what? If I don't like the answers, both of you are going to fucking pay. And use this motherfucker's name, too. His name was Richard. Okay, so... So he does all that. And he's like, all right, come inside. So he brings you inside. He calls his connect. And so he's just like, all right. So you can let the boss know that Palumba's on our case already. Right? And Tell so him I said hello. Let's, let's even have him put him on speakerphone. Sure. So this guy, you know, cold as ice is just like, um, all right. Well, the boss gave me orders. And he said, if this situation ever happens, go ahead and give him the address. So he's like, all right, so this gentleman that you were talking about is the, he's the leader of the, the Fang family um, by way of China, right? And so he's just like, okay, so here's our address. It's located in um, the rich part of Wonder City. Sure. There's, you know, there's just mansions and shit. And he's just like, he can come whenever he wants to. Absolutely. All right, so... Can I, I have two phone calls I'd like to make. Okay. What are your phone calls? One. I'd like to call up the leader, the new leader of the Mercury Street Kings. I want to have this conversation right now. To Aurelio? Aurelio. Marcus Aurelio. But hello, Marcus? Yeah, there's somebody encroaching on your territory, and they're selling the worst shit to the worst people. Yeah. I need you to understand that our agreement was that this kind of shit doesn't happen. More importantly... This guy is going to cut into your profits. He's going to threaten your ability to feed your family. I need you to go with me. I need you to send me six of your best guys. Because we're going to go pay this gentleman a visit. second call I'm going to make is to the PD. And I'm going to tell him point blank, I'm going to go solve this problem because I've been able to make peace. You guys don't like patrolling the hood. I know that for a fact. And I make sure that you don't have to. So I'm about to be very loud and very boisterous in this neighborhood. If you want to come when the cop, when you want to call, when they get the call, that's fine. But I will be there with about seven other people, and we will be very loud. I promise you that the wrong people won't get killed. But otherwise, stay the fuck out of my way. Okay, so we'll put those out. So let's say Aurelio gets you six guys, and the police uh, inevitably do not show up, and they do not come to help you. Right, so so you'll take your address to the Fang Mansion, basically, and so there's a, it's a compound in the nicest part of Wonder City, and so that's where all that's where they're moving all their weight from. And so rather than you know having to storm in or sneak in, he's just like, all right, you guys can come in. So uh, Mr. Fang meets you at the front. He's just like, oh, of course, Palumba, by all means, come in. You're our honored guest, basically. So. He leads you in, and he says, uh, yeah, we're clearly very aware of you and your business dealings in Wonder City. So he's just like, yeah, you can deal with the riffraff, and how about you just leave us alone? I have no problem. 
I just need a lot of information as to why this gentleman was cut off and why he was sent to die. Because he got a bad batch. And unfortunately, I have to blame you for it. And of, and of course, now, let's, let's say that uh, Mr. Fang, um, we're going to have him roll against you for intimidation. So let's see how he intimidates you. Okay, so he talks to you and he's just like, um, th- I mean, this we're looking for a new class of, of basically client to sell to. If this man can't pay in his debts, you know, he's free to go. We aren't going to sell to him anymore. But that doesn't, but we need to step up our game basically and, and find a stronger clientele. He's like, and, you know, you got to break a couple eggs to, I don't even know what the phrase is, Caesar. What's the phrase? You have to break a couple eggs to make an omelet. Yeah. Is, is the essence of his idea. So he tries to intimidate you. And he's like, and if, and if we're going to have an issue with that, then let's go ahead and settle it now. And so, of course, he, his intimidation isn't able to beat you. However, your intimidation check is also not able to beat him because he has the fearless advantage. So, Sweet. All what? right. Let's put it this way. You are going to be operating out of my home. That is what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. You're going to set up shop and sell within my neighborhood. You haven't told me. This is the first instance in which I'm being told about this, in which I found this out. I only found this out because I was contracted to find this poor bastard. So, the disrespect of not even telling me. You go into my home, you eat out of my kitchen, and you tell me nothing. And now, when I find out about it, I demand recompense. I demand that you make it right. You tell me to kick rocks. I believe that as a businessman, we're both business. We can come to a solution. Yeah, but we'll we'll have him basically be like, see, I knew we would have to come to something like this. Um, I have bought the services, essentially, of a very particular bodyguard. It is a member of the Hanya group out of Japan. He's like, I spent a lot of money had to make a lot of favors in order to fly him to my country and then over to here. And so he's just like, um, no, you know, a lion doesn't concern themselves with the opinions of, of you know, sheep. So um, we're not going to do any of that. And if you don't like it, um, this member of the Hanya group can settle this for us. I am... Um incredibly upset and frustrated that it comes down to two people beating each other up but that's fine hold on Caesar real quick you you absolutely are not (laughs) I know like out of character you absolutely are not (laughs) oh no I I, I, it's been a long time since I had a good scrap but I I will say that in character um, like this rich pussy is going to like sit here and try to, like, school me on, like, how it is to actually do business out in the streets. Yeah. So, Caesar, are you a hero or are you a crime boss? Because those things don't seem to add up. You know, there is a large Venn diagram. I think the Red Hood setting, which you can't eradicate crime, you can only control it. Yeah. That's my only goal, is to make sure that the wrong people don't get killed. And Richard was the wrong person. Mm, okay, this is strong anti-villain territory. 
but this is good. Okay, so basically he's just like, all right, you're going to take the deal or Han is going to fuck you up, Caesar. So what's your what's your deal? First of all, what the fuck was the deal? You told me to go fuck myself. Yeah, That's not the, a deal. the deal is go away and I don't kill you. You know, they haven't built a thing strong enough to make me worried. Bring out your fucking... I don't even know. I don't have a slur anymore. I just want to bring out this asshole, beat the shit out of him, and then maybe paint your face with his blood. All right. So he's like, okay, so we'll go ahead and take this outside. So they t- we'll take it outside. No, no, I want to fight inside. I want to fuck up as much as your stuff as possible. I yeah. want to make sure that when I throw a punch, it's breaking your shit. I don't want to fight outside. I want to fight inside. In fact, I'm going to go looking for him. I push past. Okay. Let's so you So you push past to go to the outside. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> and so we'll we'll have it be like a terrace. And so we're going to go with something very interesting. It'll be like a garden. Let's let's say there's like a it's a square. The and then there's an inner square area. The inner I, square I see, area. I've seen Romeo must die. I goes, know exactly how you're describing yeah, this. Goes yes. directly just straight down. Okay. Into like we'll we'll even say this is like a skyscraper kind of a building. This is where he lives. So let's say he even owns this whole building. Great. And so he has a you know hanging gardens inspired by the hanging gardens of Babylon and all that stuff on the outside of it. So he's just like, all right, we'll fight here. And so the Hanya comes out and it's like a shade moving through the through the night basically because it's not entirely human and it moves in very like um unworldly interactions you know what they do in like video games where like it lurches forward but like parts of its body move slow but it moves forward yes it's almost like a phase kind of thing it's he's phasing in and out or he's yeah i know what you mean so he's gonna come out so he's like all right you have your shotgun you have all that Go ahead and fight. Real quick, I talked to six guys. If this looks like it's going to go bad, shoot that guy in the head first. Everything else after that's gravy. <laughs> okay. So so we'll have him do that. So your six guys are also surrounded by like 40 other guys. guys. So they're like, we will not interfere. Oh, no, I don't, I don't want them to interfere in the fight. I'm just saying if this looks like I'm going to lose, make sure that you kill the boss first. Like that's the one goal that you have. I'll make sure your families are taken care of. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you other than that. Like, I can't promise you anything. I can't promise you we're going to live, but, you know. Yeah, you're afraid, you afraid they're going to lose? No. I just want to make sure I have a trump card. It's very noble of you, Caesar. All right, so we'll begin. So do you want to land the first blow, or should the Hanya? You know, I, I really want a better idea. So as I close my eyes and I imagine this thing moving does this this thing appears to have legs i'm assuming yeah so it's so it's in the shape of let's say it's like a ninja like like the hand but it has this very grotesque and ornate oni mask on the front of it i love the oni like nobody knows this but i I love the actual shape of the oni mask and the whole lore behind it but anyways so the hanya like it's very similar to the oni but it's also like just the slightest bit feminine too like it's it's pretty cool what, nice. Everyone look up Hanya, H-A-N-N-Y-A. All right, so, well, then we'll let the Hanya go ahead and go first. Sure. And especially with the role, its initiative, um, it would go first anyways. So let's have it attack you. He rolls first, and so he what he's going to do is he's going to well, basically, um, let's just have him punch you. Sure. 
right? So we're going to land a. So he moves forward at very high speeds and basically tries to land a like a chop on you, and so it connects, and so it smacks into the side of your head essentially, and we'll have it be like a like like a basically ninja blow. Okay. You know, let's have it be a kick. So he'll do like a like a spear kick directly into your side okay. or like into the center of your chest. And so it lands, but you're able to take tank the blow essentially, Caesar. So what are you going to do after that? Well, I, I guess now it's time to find out how corporeal he really is. I already had a bullet racked. I'm going to fire. All right. So we're going to roll to, to fire on him. Ooh-wee. All right. You rolled a 20, Caesar. So with that twenty, you're gonna you're gonna shoot your bullet, and he rolled a one too. See, that's pretty cool. Wow, that's pretty rare, ladies and gents. And so you're gonna basically hit him, and so you're like, all right, well you're point blank, dude. So you go and you get the gun and you just blam right it right like, in the face. Yeah, shoot him directly into the face, and of course everyone else is just like, what the fuck? But the only person who's not concerned is Mr. Fang. Um, so let's say that you even. Uh, you even slightly cracked the mask a little bit, but it took a blow to the face, and it didn't even care, Caesar. Mm-hmm. So it gets back up, and it's just like, all oh, right. Oh, so I knocked him down. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so you yeah, so you knocked him down, and so it's just like, okay, well, now uh, he activates the more interesting of his abilities, which is he has a reaction ability, and basically he strikes with such speed He's able to hit you. So anytime you hit him, he's able to immediately strike back and hit you again. I've seen this so, before. So he does that, and you know, as he's knocked backwards, let's say he lurches full, like in that same moment that he hits you, or that you hit him in the face, he just swung around with a with a punch, and he goes straight for your chin, essentially. Mm-hmm. So in the same moment that you knocked him backwards, he knocked you backwards too. Right, so you're like, oh shit, and well, so then he nothing still nothing has ever been solved with equilateral violence. I know. <laughs> well, what is it? Um, perfectly symmetrical violence never solved anything. There you go. So now we're gonna have him go for the. Let's see, what's a good let's let's have him uh, go again for another combat attack. So let's say he does like a a flying kick towards you, and it lands. So again, it smacks the fuck out of you. <laughs> See? Mm-hmm. So his strength is comparable to yours. Oh yeah, no, I I I feel that. I feel him striking me. It's like oh. Yeah. So God. ordinarily, you're even able to take bullets say, to I've your body, and, it hurt less and it, than this. yeah, and it feels like a like a sucker punch. It hurts in the moment, but you get over it. Like this is like these are equals fighting, Caesar. Mm-hmm. All right. So he hits you again with that. Now, what do you choose to do, Caesar? Hey, mask. Yeah. <laughs> I see that you're cracked. Would you like to not be cracked? He's just so you oh so you're trying to speak to it? I'm trying to speak to his mask. His mask is inanimate, at least I'm hoping that it is. Uh oh Caesar, I'm gonna go ahead and do another You gonna fuck me on this? I'm gonna do another um I'm gonna have him roll a power stunt basically. Oh so this would be good. In doing so you you're like, hey mask, what are you doing? So instead it does a reaction <laughs> attack. And all you hear is just like screaming horror at you. Gotcha. Eldridge. So yeah, so we'll say it's a it's a will affliction and we'll roll for your will. So you hit Ooh, okay. You hit um a ten. 
and you you don't have a very good will save Caesar. Katie does, and Christopher does, but you don't. So it does that. So the piercing screech manages to basically leave you vulnerable. So your defenses are weaker. So he's just like, oh, okay. So since your defenses are weaker, I'm going to land a power attack on you. So, you you know, it's so loud and your super senses, it, it hurts you immensely so let's say that you drop the pull the gun down a little bit and you have to grab your ears and so when he does that he basically comes up behind you you didn't see when he came up behind you and so let's have him uh what's a good karate blow caesar you, you need to tell me all the fighting moves uh i imagine that like just uh an elbow going from 12 to 6 o'clock which is super duper illegal in the ufc would be really good to just bring down either into the back of my head or somewhere in that very general dead general area. All right, so we're going to have him elbow you. Yep. So that that elbow goes directly into the back of your neck. There you go. So it knocks you to the ground. And so as he picks you up, and I'm also going to do a fiat for this one, but we're going to have to let it rock, Caesar. Are you cool with this? Oh, yeah, I don't have a choice. All right, so, yeah, so he does his – it's a finishing attack, essentially. So he, let's say his hand – he gets his hand, and, like, his hand kind of – he goes like he Is moves he his to like fingers. Melded or morph yeah, into so it? and like a, a like a faint glow comes off of it, mm-hmm. and he gets it, and like he just shoves basically. He essentially shoves you, and you'd be like, ordinarily, you would think, wow, that wouldn't hurt at all, but it's a particular technique of the ninja school. It's called shintoke. It's he takes his chi. Yeah, I already. I I kind of. I, can I tell you? I I. As a child, actually as a teenager, I thought that I could learn how to move my chi. So the idea is that you use your chi to hit somebody else's. So yeah, so so you're combating with your chi. Now you're not focusing your chi, Caesar. God, no, I'm not. So he hits you, and despite the fact that the blow is very incredibly soft and you almost don't even feel it, the the inside of your body. Oh yeah, no, it's it's like starts I get hit to, by a Rasinga. Yeah, yeah, starts no, to starts to weaken and cave in, and so you're having a difficulty breathing essentially. Mm-hmm. And so, with him doing that, you're like, oh shit, okay. So ordinarily, most things don't go through your superhuman durability, but this did. And so we'll just have him kick you. So he just kicks you in the face, and and you fly off of the. <laughs> Off of the building through the hole that's there, basically. So with his finishing blow, he hits you, and then he kicks you away. And so we're going to leave it here on a cliffhanger, you falling off of the building. So we'll, we'll uh, maximum suspense, Caesar. So now do you have some ideas on how you're going to kick his ass in the future? Well, for starters, um, I'm going to have to dip into my bag of uh, brown brown and just take a massive snort of that in order to get my shit together. Yeah, we're gonna have to pull out all the stops here, Caesar, because you so are po- obviously you are poisoned brown. by chi. Yeah, so the brown brown I think will help my constitution, and then obviously uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to do a a roll to see if I know what the fuck just happened to me because I, I don't think I know a lot about the supernatural, but I have been hanging out with Chris, so I could know something. So I'm gonna want to roll on that to see if I know anything of that, and then. Barring that, I want to see if my fight IQ is strong enough or high enough to know that i just been hit with something. Like, it was so soft, but yet it was so strong. Like, do I know anything about that? Because if I do, I would try to, like, refocus my mind into just being, uh, you know, stronger mentally so I could deal with the blow easier. Mm-hmm. So, okay. 
one, get really high, and then two, see if I know what the fuck is going on. Okay, well, we're going to have to learn, improvise, adapt, and evolve in the next issue of Wonder City Watchmen, so we'll leave it here. Uh, as always, I am your GM, Evan, and for maximum tension, we're not even going to wrap it up. We're just going to immediately wrap it up like that. So I've been your GM, Evan. I, I'm not even a wild card anymore. I'm, I'm falling currently. Yeah, this is, yeah. A, this is a failed, this is a house of cards because you're falling. All right, so we'll, we'll catch you next time with this uh, dramatic episode of Wonder City Watchmen. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Weeknight Hero. If you like what you're hearing, follow us on Twitter under Weeknight H. Follow the blog for extra content that we aren't putting into podcasts at weeknighthero.wordpress.com. If you really like what you're hearing, you can rate us on iTunes or Podchaser to get our name out there. And finally, thank you so much for listening.